If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesco. Hey, Chet, the Flyers have now been shut down by COVID. The Sixers keep first a first place, place pace. Pitchers and catchers will be reporting to Clearwater shortly with an uncertain Grapefruit League schedule. But big news this week is the very hot rumors about the Eagles trading Carson Wentz. Uh, oh, yeah. In case you missed it, Chet, that Tom Brady's pretty good winning his seventh Super Bowl. Hey, it was quite a week, Bill. Uh, I know you'll be going through a little hockey withdrawal this week. Three Flyers games scrapped. Uh, the Sixers opened up a four-game West Coast trip last night with a W in Sacramento. I stayed up late and watched it. I'm guessing you did not. Uh, the Super Bowl was pretty much a dud, but you at least did correctly predict that Tom would win that seventh ring. I got that wrong. My wallet took a little bit of a hit, but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, and to make matters worse, Bill, you, you kind of mentioned this before we went on the air. Those of us here in Jersey and Pennsylvania got more snow on Sunday. Might get a little more tonight and a little more this weekend. I'm over it, Bill. Well, I can, <laughs> not to rub it in, Chet, but uh, I am in the air conditioning, and actually uh, I am in shorts, and and actually I have no shoes and socks on tonight. So <laughs> uh, usually I at least have shoes and socks on. But, uh, no, it's uh, the air conditioning is on. I just had to actually turn it up a little bit because I was a little chilly. So, well, thanks for wearing the shorts at least, just in yeah, case you're standing you know, up. Yeah, and it was funny. <laughs> we'll get to this because we're going to talk Super Bowl with our guest tonight, a first time guest uh, with a familiar last name to our viewers. Uh, David Dininger will be joining us in just a second, Chet. But I wanted to say to you, and I'm going to ask David about this because I, I thought he might actually be at the boat parade they had in Tampa tonight, uh, today. <laughs> and, uh, it looked like a lot of fun. I wonder if Tom Brady ever thought he would be in a Super Bowl victory parade in shorts and a T-shirt and sloshed, by the way. I saw the video. He looks like Tom had a little bit of uh, the tequila. <laughs> let's get our guest on. Let's welcome NFL Films' David Dinninger to Philly Press Box Radio. David, welcome. How you guys doing? doing hey, great. David. All right. We are we are so glad to finally be able to do this with you. Uh, Bill and I have talked about having you on with us since actually a few weeks after Super Bowl 52. And, you know, better late than never. We're going to talk about that night, of course, which Eagles fans will never forget. We'll do that in a bit. But first, uh, David, you've covered, I guess, 20 plus Super Bowls now, including this past Sunday's where Tom Brady won a seventh ring. Not a great game, but what was your experience down there in Tampa this time around? Uh, it was different. It was uh, something I wasn't used to over the last year or so because everything is open in Florida. And uh, it was eye-opening. I could tell you that, walking by some places and, and thinking, I'm not going in there. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I got you know, cross-eyed looks that I was wearing a mask. And it, it, for, I believe a, it. for a part of it, it was very refreshing to be able to walk down the street without a mask on when there's nobody around. It was... A little bit normal, so that was nice. But the uh, the game, 
you know, our assignments are, are different uh, every time uh, we do something. So uh, the assignment we have, we have, we have players mic'd up. Uh, so I basically follow one player from the time he comes out for warmups till the time he walks off under confetti. Who'd you so, get this time? Uh, this year I had Travis Kelsey. Nice. Very good. Well, I, I have to ask you, let's jump back to the Eagles for just a second in, in that Super Bowl. And we know that you had Nick Foles. Uh, man, what a what a great thing that turned out being. <laughs> but we also know that you're you grew up an Eagles fan. Yeah. Uh, right. Grew, you grew up in Philadelphia, an Eagles fan. You spent a lot of time with your dad down at the stadiums and all that. Uh, how hard was it to do your job and not want to jump up and down and cheer and find your dad give a hug? Uh, it was. It's actually pretty easy. Uh, you, you get you get into the game a little bit, but um, I, I asked him about that. I said, you know, when I start doing this, when I started shooting games, and I got to do Eagles games, uh, you know, a couple times a year. Uh, you know, we have, we go wherever the NFL assigns us to go. Uh, so when I did get an Eagles game, I, I basically would say, how do you turn it off? Like, how are you not a fan? Uh, so listening to him when I was growing up, how, how everything in a press box is very quiet and professional, you do learn how to turn it off. And that game was difficult to turn it off. Uh, but I did. And uh, having the Nick Foles wire that game was, was the highlight of my NFL films career by a mile. Um, but I was able to be a fan when he left the field uh, for the post-game MVP press conference, and he was gone. Uh, I was able to turn off my camera and be a fan when I started crying. Yeah, we're, we're going to show a little bit of that later on. But uh, first of all, since uh, Bill mentioned that you were wired with uh, Nick Foles, I got to see this one more time. We haven't had a whole lot to cheer about in Philly over the last couple of years. So – You've seen this probably 400 times, but I'll tell you, I never get tired of watching it. Ah, so Me neither. Here we go. One more time. And the Eagles will keep the offense out there in a fourth and goal from the one. You want Philly food? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. I would feel better at this point taking the three points. I think it is a, it's, it's a risk. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And if you make it, it's great. But if you don't make it, it's a big momentum swing. Philly special. Philly special. Ready? Here we go, here we go. Tonight! Easy, easy! Kill, kill! Lane, lane! Goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it. And it's a touchdown by Nick Foles! Let's go! Let's go! That was unbelievable. Hey, Foles, why were you so open? Why were you so open? I sold it. I did some acting. I had a wide nine. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, the last, the last shot was actually mine, uh, the one where he's sitting on the bench. The ground shots, I think, was uh, a guy named Howard Neef Jr., Okay. Uh, whose dad, Howard Neef Sr., was a legend, uh, one of the original tight on the spiral guys at NFL Films. Well, did, I love Foles' reaction. That was great. That oh, was great. Did, you, did you know, David, as, you, as this play unfolded, you know, did you say, man, I, I am sitting cold here. This is, this is one that's going to go down forever. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to get a lot of play, but I never knew it was going to come out with its own name. And that's, that's what made the shots at NFL Films so special is when you – are part of the immaculate reception or the catch or the holy roller or the drive. Uh, when, when in the post-game press conference, when the coach says, oh, yeah, we call that Philly special, there's the name of the play. So uh, it, was, it was pretty cool to be, to be uh, one of the, the two camera guys and audio guys that were on that, that wire that day. It was something special. Very good. Bill. All right, so – Let's get back to uh, to the Super Bowl this week. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Uh, I guess we, we like him or we don't. Uh, but we saw something special. You've been covering these Super Bowls for years and years. Um, do you have a favorite player? Is Tom Brady uh, – uh, are you a fan of Tom Brady, or, or is it just work? Uh, what's other, your favorite Super Bowl? Uh, other than the Nick Foles Super Bowl? 
Yeah. I'm trying to think what was my favorite one. Um, I would say uh, probably the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl because it was such a great comeback. And that night I had Dan Quinn mic'd up. That's who my assignment was. Mm. So I'm listening to the coach thinking at halftime, like, said to our, my sound man, I said, we got the we got the winning coach. Like, there's no <laughs> way they're going to lose this game. <laughs> and uh, and they never changed. He never told he never told anybody to 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 stop throwing the ball and run the ball. Uh, that was a, that was a memorable game. Yeah, it sure was. Hey, uh, going back to the Eagles uh, game and the aftermath. What's going on in this picture, David? Right here. <laughs> that was just uh kind of letting loose at the end of the game it was uh we dropped our equipment off already downstairs in our in our storage room to be shipped back to mount laurel and we were able to get on the field and i thought i got to get a picture of laney confetti oh, yeah. i have i have my credential and yep. confetti in a picture frame over in my entertainment center so that'll that'll stay there forever yeah that's a keeper that is a keeper well, hey, hey, David, as you were growing up, you were a football player, I guess, over there at Cherry Hill East a little bit, played a lot of ice hockey. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess your your dad obviously, uh, you know, was around sports the whole time. Um, did did he push you into sports or he kind no. of just let you play and have a good time? And uh, you, you ended up, I guess, at NFL Films doing the uh, starting in the shipping department, right? Started at the bottom, no freebies. Started in the mailroom. Yeah. Um, was able to have weekends off, obviously working in the mailroom, had weekends off. So getting to know everybody in the building made it easy to uh, transition into different departments. Once you got to know somebody, uh, I remember being in the shipping department and, you know, delivering all the credentials that would get shipped in from, from teams and delivering all the film that got shipped in from Kodak to the camera department, getting to know the people in the departments, walking in the field operations and saying, Hey, I'm the guy in shipping. Here's the credentials this week. And by the way, do you need a helper? And that's how it all started. It was, you know, running film between the film loader and the cameraman in Baltimore and Washington and New York and Philly and New England and Pittsburgh. It, it was uh, really, a, it, it, it's, a, it's a dream come true when you actually start out at where, where, uh, where I did and, and to end up where, we're, where we are. Well, before that, though, David, a little birdie told me you could have been a great chef. You ended up uh, in something completely different. How did you go from culinary school to thinking maybe the chef thing isn't for me to becoming a cameraman? Well, I had a day off uh, the restaurant I was working. I graduated from culinary school, had the day off from the restaurant I was working in. Um, my dad called me up and said, hey, we're doing a shoot at Temple uh, tomorrow. Do you want to head up? And I said, yeah, I'll go. So I went up and, and met a couple of the guys, and one of the guys, Craig McEwen, uh, said to me, "Oh, you, you're the you're the cook, right?" I said, uh, "Yeah, yeah. I had the day off today, so my my dad invited me up." He goes, "Oh, that's cool." He says, "I'm leaving the shipping department to go into the camera department full time. Do you want my job?" And I went, uh, "Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take it." <laughs> so he says, "Okay, here, call this number, uh, you know, tomorrow and talk to Lee Fiorentino. She's." She's the one that runs the the, the mailroom and the shipping the shipping and receiving. And I went in, talked to Lee, and the rest is uh, history. I went in and gave my two weeks notice. Nice. Wow. Wow. Good story. But hey. my dad, my dad never, my mom and dad never pushed me into uh, any sport. I mean, the first sport I started playing was hockey uh, when I was five. That's when I started playing hockey, and I still play to this day. Um, you know, I started. I was played baseball. In, in Cherry Hill, um, where I grew up, you know, played football when I got to Cherry Hill East and, and played with a couple of, of uh, first round draft picks and a rookie of the year. I mean, we, I played football and baseball with Todd Hollinsworth, who's now a, a broadcaster with the Miami Marlins. And I played uh, on the same line with Daryl Sittler's son, Ryan, uh, Ryan Sittler, when, when, when Mr. Sittler was playing with the Flyers hmm. for that year. Wow. Cool. Good stuff. Hey, I also heard from that uh, that little birdie, David, that your mom was an Eagles cheerleader. True? Yeah, True. I never knew that. Never knew uh, that. 1979 to 1984, 85. Uh, I think she was the only uh, cheerleader in the NFL with a 12-year-old son. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So Good it was stuff. great. I, I watched many a game from the, uh, from the tunnel where the visiting team came out at the vet. And my dad would keep an eye on me from the press box and 
you know, my mom was on the sideline and they would just tell the security guard, hey, can you just watch him? And there was no credentials back then. And so as a 12 year old standing on the sidelines, it was, uh, it was, it was a cool way to grow up on Sundays. Well, Bill and I are going to talk about it later, the whole Carson Wentz mess. What's your take on it? How did this go so wrong over the last year and a half? They gave him the contract extension, and then they go and draft Jalen Hurts, and now all of a sudden Wentz is looking to get out of town. How did this go so bad so quickly? That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I don't get involved in player personnel. That's uh, you know my bad, and, and the WIP guys can right. can dig into that. Um, I don't know. I, I it, it just seemed like it just seemed like once he got hurt last year, there wasn't something quite right with him. Um, and I, I, I kind of think he was living in the shadow of, of Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And then just when he thinks he's coming out of the shadow, okay, Nick Foles is gone. And here you go in the second round, they draft Jalen Hurts. And he's thinking, well, why are they doing this? And I, I kind of thought the same thing. I'm, I'm sitting there looking at the, you know, there was a center that the Bills took, and there was uh, another receiver. I think it was Denzel Mims was still there. And there was the linebacker that's with the Bills that had a, a really good year. There was a defensive back that's that's now with the Carolina Panthers that was there. So to take a, a quarterback, I, I kind of didn't understand that. But um, that's why Howie gets paid the the big money, and, and I just shoot the games. <laughs> and how he's taking a lot of heat right now too. oh yeah he is he is that's, i mean he, sure. he, every, everything hit in 2017 so sometimes they hit sometimes they don't uh his you know the wentz contract you know think about it it was actually a pretty good deal for what other quarterbacks were getting um i think they they probably got a semi uh discount on what they would have paid for him a year Maybe. later so yeah, yeah. Well, hey, hey, David, we always kid your dad when we have him on because he's he's one of our maybe our most uh, regular guests, right, Chet? Still, sixteen times, yeah. He and Kevin Riley, sixteen times 16 each, yeah. Sixteen times, and oh, we always Kevin Riley's a good guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Great. we always make a big deal uh, with him about being a Hall of Famer because it is a big deal, and he's such a modest guy about the whole thing. But um, what was it like when you won an Emmy? Oh well, that, I mean, I really special. Now you're going to be modest too. Let's hear it. I that's that's got nothing to do with anything I did. I mean, believe me, it's <laughs> it's an entire it's an entire department, uh, camera department at NFL Films that that wins those awards. Nobody um, nobody wins those awards individually. I think. I mean, I'm, I, I you know, you never get into into something. NFL Films is like a team. It really is. And you never get into a team sport to win an individual award. So I never looked at an Emmy as look what I won. It's a look what, you know, look what, look what I got. Look what Hank got. Look what, you know, Jim Barry got. Look what Steve Andrich got. You know, all, all the guys that are there. It, it's, it's a team effort. And uh, it's a, it's, it's unbelievable the work that, that these guys do. I mean, the guys that are on the ground shooting those tight, slow motion, beautiful spirals and, the guys in the music that put it all together, the editors, the producers, are our sound men on the sideline. It's uh, it's it is one big team, and you you win you win those awards as a team. Hey, hey Chet, he's a chip off the old block. Sounds just like <laughs> Dad, who didn't take one drop of credit either for being in the. No, hall. he he he'll never take credit. <laughs> yeah, he's very humble. Absolutely. Well, yeah, as Bill said, he's been with us sixteen times over these past six years. We don't understand why he always says yes to us, but we certainly do appreciate it. And, you know, David, I'm sure you've heard about it from people countless times over the past three years, but uh, the meeting that you had with your dad after the Super Bowl, an hour or so later during the postgame show, yeah. and before I get your uh, response, let's just show it again because I still get teary-eyed watching it every single time. So here it is. There okay. it is, a long time coming. Woo! David Dittinger, who is a... Um, who shoots for, uh, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful thing. A beautiful, beautiful thing. Oh my goodness. It was just, it's everybody that, that, that didn't have a chance to see this. I mean, my grandparents, my, my mom's parents, my uncle Kevin, I mean, just I mean, everybody that said this wasn't possible. And I've waited 44 years and I swear I thought I'd never see this day. Yeah, and I mean, a diehard Eagles fan, diehard Flyers fan, diehard Phillies fan, and just, I mean, Philadelphia, just enjoy this, because I don't know when it's going to happen again, but boy, this is sure fun tonight. To be able to share this with my son is, uh, 
It's beyond special. Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, that, that all came about. I, I said to him, I said, if they win, I'm going to find you because we tried to find each other. We tried to find each other. Um, after the Phillies won the world series in 08, he was in the stands as a fan and I was working the game in the Phillies dugout. So when all the national and local media lined up in front of the dugout, my camera became useless. And I looked up in the stands because I knew he was semi behind me. He was in one of the three sections behind me and I couldn't find him. Um, but I said, if they win this game, I will find you. And it was not supposed to take place on camera. That was Michael Barkhan's idea. Um, but <laughs> Good I think, idea, though. I, 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 I thank Michael to this day. Uh, I think w- what you saw there is, is something that happened in every home in Northeast Philadelphia, every home in Mount Laurel, every home in Wilmington, Delaware, every home in Coatesville. It, it, it was just a father and a son that were uh, – you know, that they were just happy that this finally happened. For sure. Awesome. Well, so uh, you just caught me off guard because I didn't know you did the 2008 Phillies because what <laughs> I was going to ask you about is I know you shoot Flyers and Sixers and do some other things for uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. So right. um, so what all do you have going on? Tell us more. Uh, <laughs> we do, you know, we do all the – all the Phillies, all the Flyers, all the Sixers games for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, and then during the football season on weekends, travel and work with NFL Films. Uh, it wants the Flyers get knocked out of the playoffs, if they make the playoffs. Sometimes we'll go, me and a couple of the guys will go away for NBC National and do conference finals or Stanley Cup for NBC, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty busy schedule, and and uh, lucky, lucky to do what I do. Now, I can't believe this. I think your dad was telling a fib, but he said you work another job beyond all this. <laughs> well, for now, uh, I, I do. Uh, I, I, I work at UPS in the morning because <laughs> my we, goodness. We, yeah. Well, we don't get we don't get uh, it's very difficult to get health care as a freelance camera operator. Uh, so I went to UPS. I guess it was eight years ago before I started getting all of these games, uh, basically to get health care for my wife and my two daughters uh, who are now a junior at Camden Catholic. And my other daughter is a sophomore at Gwen and Mercy University. Um, so, yeah, I wake up early in the morning and head over to Philly Airport, get in my little van and do my eight stops through Montgomery County. Uh, and that's where I get my health care from. But that's going to end, I think, pretty soon. Good for you. Mm. <laughs> got, a little, got a little surprise going on, huh? Good, good for Mitch, you. We'll see. Good for good. you. So, so uh, let, let's take that one step further. So you work um, whatever, six to whatever in the morning, and then you hustle to a stadium near you and then get to bed at midnight-ish and do it again? I always thought nobody slept less than my dad. <laughs> and, and, then I, and then there was me. Hey, your dad is known as as the king of low tech. You're not like that, are you? Nah, not, I'm not as bad as him. <laughs> not, not as bad as him. You he, have a he, cell phone. <laughs> I do have a cell phone. I have a laptop. Um, yeah, he, he he guys the guys the uh, guys an original. I mean, he's, <laughs> yes, he, he is. It doesn't get any more old school than him, and <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's yeah. great when people call me. And go, can you get a hold of your dad? I go, well, how am I going to get a hold of him? You can't get a hold That's of him. That's true. <laughs> Got to get him on the landline, right? That's right. That's wow. right. Uh, so, hey, David, you you speak to classes and you you do a lot of stuff at Rowan and, and at Temple. Uh, talking to those guys, did, did you ever think that that be part of what David Dittinger ended up doing as he as he grew up? No, it was uh, Neil Hartman is, uh, is, is director of – I guess it's like media television at Rowan and, and he brings me in to speak to his class. I actually did it yesterday. Uh, He likes to do it like right after the Super Bowl when I get back. And then Rob Ellis at Temple uh, teaches a class. It's kind of the same, the same class at Temple and I'm doing his class uh, in late March. That's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. Good stuff. 
Well, speaking of fun, David, uh, with first-time guests, we like to finish up with a little thing called we uh, that we call Fast Five, okay. where I'll hit you with five questions about random stuff and uh, give us a brief answer about each, okay? Let's do it. All right. Other than Super Bowl 52 and the whole Philly Philly thing and the Dan Quinn memory, give, give us another favorite memory of the many Super Bowls that you covered. I hear the dogs. Uh, uh, yeah, the dogs. I don't know. Somebody must have dropped a treat. I think the dogs are fighting. Okay, I need that question again. Uh, an- another Super Bowl memory from the many that you've covered, because I'm sure you have some great ones. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I definitely would say the Super Bowl 51, I, that was that was one, uh, the Brady comeback. Um, I would think my first Super Bowl I ever shot was the Eagles-Patriots uh, in Jacksonville. I worked. Oh, wow. I worked uh, six or seven, six Super Bowls before that. Uh, definitely my first Super Bowl I've ever went to, and then the first one that I shot uh, in Super Bowl thirty-nine. We mentioned that you like all the other Philly teams as well. Uh, are the Flyers or Sixers closer to winning a championship? That's a good question. I mean, you, hockey's so different. I mean, if you get a hot goalie, yeah, uh, they could ride hard through 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 to the finals. You never know. I mean, how many seven, six, seven seeds, you know, have won the Stanley Cup over the last few years? Um, the Sixers are one of those teams where you know Joel Embiid is a bad landing away from from you know hurting his back or hurting his knee, and yep. Simmons Simmons is a spin move and and kick out to the three point line from hurting his knee. If you looked at it right now, you would say the Sixers, but uh, I don't know. I, it's hard to say because I think I think I think Brooklyn is going to be a tough team to beat when it, when they get down to it. Number three, we mentioned that you went to culinary school and uh, can cook. <laughs> Did you have a signature dish, and do you still cook much today? No, my wife is a fantastic cook. Um, He's not home I, to cook, I, Jed. He's I, not I, I, start, I started dinner tonight. I, I put the chicken in the roaster there you uh, go. today, but. Um, I like doing it. I like Italian. That was my favorite uh, style. Was Italian. Uh, speaking of food, I love food. Uh, Tuesday was National Pizza Day. What's your go-to pizza topping? Pepperoni. Me as well. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Uh, number five. Your dad and Glenn Mack now wrote a fantastic book about sports movies. What are two or three of your all-time favorite sports flicks? Ooh, there's a lot of them. Bull Durham sure. is a great one. Hoosiers is a great one. The Natural is a great one. North Dallas 40. Slapshot, obviously. Uh, varsity. I mean, I, I, this is going to sound dumb, but, you know, I like Varsity Blues. I like Youngblood. Um, I mean, I, I, you can name the program. The, the program. I mean, any any kind of goofy 90s, you know, sports movie I was kind of into. There you go. Hey, All right. Hey, David, I have one final question for you, not to do with Fast Five, but uh, – as we said, the um, the parade, boat parade today in Tampa for, uh, <laughs> I for wasn't the Buccaneers. There. You weren't there. <laughs> I was not there. Uh, but take us back a couple years ago. Did you go to the parade in Philly? Did you work it? Or no, uh, did we you had go a, have a good time? We had a Flyers game that night. And <sighs> when the parade started, we had, a park in our, we had to park our cars. Instead of parking in Wells Fargo, they had it closed off. We had to park at Citizens Bank Park. So we were able to gather about – a half hour early and we were there when the when the parade left left the link uh we were right there against the railing when jason kelsey was riding the bicycle around with his with his mummer's outfit on the parade went all the double-decker buses went past us and you know we walked right into the wells fargo center and did the flyers game that night wow. hey, I, I have a technical question speaking of uh shooting flyers games how many camera guys when it's just on nbc sports philly how many cameramen do they have and what is your assignment do you like follow the puck are you told to follow a specific you know line or like how does that work uh we have i i do the reverse uh super slow-mo camera which is the reverse angle so there are four there's four robotic cameras then there's a a slash camera two handhelds a game camera a tight camera a high Mm -hmm. end zone camera and me in reverse so wow. I would say there's probably 10 or 11 camera guys that work all great. I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better or a better, the bet the crew at NBC sports. Philadelphia. we, we were all, we're all friends. We all have a great time together. Um, so 
you do spend a lot of time away from home, but if you have to spend time away from home, it's they're they're a good bunch of guys to spend the time with. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, David, I tell you what, this is a lot of fun, and we're, we're glad we got to have you on finally. We want, like we said, we wanted to do it a couple of years ago. We just weren't <laughs> yeah. ever That's able okay. to make it happen. A- anytime, anytime. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time, uh, especially in your busy schedule. No, no problem. Anytime you guys need me, you let me know. Oh, it'll be, it. be good to get on with my dad together. Oh, now Deal. you're talking. Deal. It could be, be his 17th time on. There, there you go. go. <laughs> All right. We got a date. Thanks, Thanks David. David. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Thank you. All See right. Ya. Hey, Chet, let's talk insurance. If you're looking for insurance in the tri-state area, we've got the spot for you. Allstate Insurance and Westchester, PA. You got that right, Bill. Um, One of the best benefits of having an Allstate Insurance policy is getting a local agent like Dave Lavoie, who is dedicated to you. Building that personal relationship means you can work with someone who knows you and understands your family's needs. Someone you can call when you have questions or need help. Dave is dedicated to protecting what is most important to you and your family. Give Dave a call. He's at Allstate in Westchester, Pennsylvania. That number is 610-430-0700. Again, 610-430-0700. Hey everybody, it's Willie Nile here and you're listening to Chet and Bill on Philly Press Box Radio. You lucky people. Hey, hey Chet, I have to tell you, um, you, you've been doing, off the Philly, off the sports thing for just a second, you've been doing your little uh, daily music uh thing yeah covers on facebook and today you did willie nile and uh i was actually playing the song and uh my wife says who's that i said oh, <laughs> Nile." he says he's pretty good said, he yeah, is awesome he, he's been he's been on our show and uh we have a little thing he does for us a little introduction and uh and, and we have a lot of fun with that so good stuff as a matter of fact, he's doing a concert tonight at eight o'clock. I don't think it's live. I think it's already recorded, but it's uh, going to be available for twenty bucks, which uh, you know may sound like a lot for a non-live in-person show. But Willie is great, and he and Johnny Paisano and the other guys in his band put on a great show. So it's going to be available tonight at eight o'clock and for the next week. And I may fork over the twenty bucks and watch it because I did that once before when he uh, he did this about a year and a half ago, or I guess about a year ago, right after the uh, pandemic hit, and it was great. And I'm sure this one's going to be great also. Love Willie. Cool, cool stuff. Hey, uh, again, uh, David was great, Chad. I, I really didn't know what to expect. I knew there was going to be a lot of stories, and he could he had a lot of stuff. That was a really good interview, and he was really good. Yeah, and I just loved showing uh, the Philly special again and then the moment with him and his dad because that just meant so much to not only them but to everybody who was in a similar situation with their own families. Yeah, cool stuff. And uh, and, and he and he offered him and his dad up, so we're going to make that happen. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Super Bowl week, a lot of rumors floating around about the Eagles trading Carson Wentz, Chet. Um, any of those rumors I saw would be ridiculous moves for the Eagles – Although I think the way this thing is going down through the through the media and through the national media, uh, Wentz is done here. I, I don't see how they're going to be able to bring him back if they want to, which is probably driving the price down. They're not going to get they're not going to get all these number one picks for him, and he's going to be a good player for somebody. I think so too. Pretty much everything to do with the Eagles right now is a mess. Uh, Look, I'm not trying to pay too much attention to any of the rumored deals, potential deals in terms of, you know, Wentz to the Bears or Wentz to the Colts, or is there a third or fourth mystery team involved? Uh, Who knows? I'm just going to wait and see what happens. You hear everybody say, oh, it's going to happen in the next day or two. It's going to happen sometime this week. It may, it may not, because everybody knows the Eagles are trying to move him. They know they have to move him before March 19th because that's when he'd be due yet another $10 million or whatever in a salary bonus. They're not going to let this go past March 19th. So it's just bizarre. They decide they want to keep Wentz and they fired Doug Peterson. But Wentz is reportedly pissed off at the benching and he's not real happy with Howie Roseman. Reports say that he won't even return Howie's calls to him. So this is just one dysfunctional bunch of people and I don't know what's going to happen, but it's likely not going to be good. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you the the players, the former players that came out and said uh, over the week uh, and, and I don't know this for a fact, but there was an interview right after the, the comments came out about it wasn't Wentz and it wasn't Doug that there, that the problem is still there. 
obviously was pointing towards Howie Roseman. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I certainly don't know this for a fact, but an interview with Malcolm Jenkins came out right after that came out. So, so I, I got a pretty good feeling that that could have been the source there. Um, uh, you know, I think we all, we all know this or we feel this, but uh, when players come out, start, former players come out and start saying it, it sheds a whole lot of different light. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel bad for Wentz. I mean, it may be true that he wasn't the best guy in the locker room. We don't know that. That's hearsay as far as we know. But I feel bad for him in that he never really had the weapons that he could have used the last couple of years. And his numbers in 2018 and 19 were actually not bad at all. He passed for 4,000 yards in 2019. Granted, he was awful this past year, but the, the O-line was a mess they lost, you know, three-fifths of it to injury. They kept moving guys around, different O-line every week or 14 out of the 16 weeks that they played. So who knows? In the meantime, Bill, anybody want to buy a uh, Carson Wentz plush doll? It's barely used. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, you know, uh, Chad, I do a lot in the memorabilia world, and uh, people <laughs> are bailing on Wentz. Oh, yeah. You can, you can buy stuff uh, probably at half the price. He was a pretty expensive guy. Uh, you can probably buy it at about half the price right now. People are giving <laughs> up on him and uh, that he's going to be gone from here one way or the other. Um, it, it's interesting, too, because we know, you know, we watch the games. We know that Jalen Hurts really wasn't any better. Uh, no. You know, it, it, the only thing that made made Hurts any better was he, he ran the ball a little bit with his legs where, where uh, Wentz wasn't able to do that or didn't do that. Uh, so... Yeah, and, and you, you were going down the list of stuff there. You you failed to mention wide receivers and the fact that they don't have any. Oh, yeah, they, they don't have any. And, I mean, in 2019, when Wentz did have a pretty good year, 4,000 yards, nobody had over 500 yards among the receivers. Right. So I, I really hope he does succeed wherever he goes. A part of me wishes that it somehow didn't happen, the trade, and that he ended up staying in Philly and got the job back and went on to great things under the new coach. But I know that's probably unlikely at this point. Yeah, well, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I asked you, I asked you this, uh, why, why do Philly fans pick out guys and just try to crucify them? And that's, you know, it's almost like he's unwanted here uh, by the fan base and, and by the media. I mean, why would he want to come back here? He wouldn't at this point, and that's why he's probably not saying anything and not returning how he's called because he has that uh, – attitude well if i can't say anything nice i'm not going to say anything at all so he's just staying out of the spotlight and waiting and praying for something to happen yeah well yeah and, and then the media is taking that one step further and saying hey you know where's this guy at he should be talking well no he shouldn't be talking he don't know anybody any talk of anything uh like you say because he's liable to say something they shouldn't say um uh, so just let it be it's you know just come to work whenever they tell you to come to work and and get after it yeah, uh, I just hope it doesn't drag on until March 19th. I hope if he's going to be traded that it happens soon so we can move on. And by the way, I don't want Nick Foles back. There's that talk that if he goes to Chicago, that Foles comes back as a backup. No, no, please don't. No, well, that just creates the same controversy, uh, you know, or maybe even worse, because <laughs> they're going to want him to come back and be the starter. And now, now Jalen Hurts is in a jam you know he's in a bad situation and you don't and and the fans and the media will have Nick Foles looking over Jalen Hurts shoulder every minute and not give that kid a chance to be yeah don't go down that path please no no that'd be foolish that's I say any trades that I saw were were they would be foolish to make from what I was taking out of it hey how about those flyers Bill how about the flyers a big win on Sunday in Washington and now they're shut down due to COVID for three games at least this week um, they're scheduled to play Sunday night against the Rangers at six o'clock. If that's going to actually happen or not, we'll see. Um, they were playing pretty good hockey. You know, they're, they're hanging around in there, but what that's five NHL teams now that are shut down. Other than when they play Boston, they looked great. Uh, they looked really good on Sunday and putting up seven goals in the win over the Capitals. Uh, Sean Couturier back in action, Phil Myers back and I had a hunch they would have beaten Washington again Tuesday evening had they played. Now, as you said, they won't play again until Sunday night, as it stands right now. Travis Sanheim, uh, Sanheim was put on the code protocol ahead of the game against the Caps. And then apparently Claude Giroux and Justin Braun were added to the list yesterday. 
So we knew this was a potential issue, the whole COVID thing. It's happened, as you said, with several teams now. I think uh, at least 34 games have been wiped out due to COVID issues so far, and it's only been, what, six weeks that the season started. So it's an issue, and we hope that you know it doesn't wipe out too many more games and it doesn't destroy the season. Well, you know, I find it interesting because this whole COVID thing is, as David was saying, now that I'm down here, everybody walks around and does their stuff. You do wear your masks inside the buildings, but but that's really it. But I find it interesting that you play the Capitals on Sunday and you're supposed to play them on Tuesday. On Monday, you all have, or Monday or Tuesday morning, you all have COVID. Uh, what about the Capitals? <laughs> I mean, they're continuing yeah. their schedule. Well, we breathed on each other for two and a half hours on Sunday, uh, but but they're okay. It, 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 the whole thing is just kind of crazy to me. It is, and I don't understand it. I can't explain it. But one other hockey note, how about Ron Hextall going to Pittsburgh to be the Penguins general manager? That's interesting. Yeah, it's, and you know what, Jet? I hate that it's the Penguins, but it's good for Ron Hextall. Right. He certainly deserves, a, deserves another job. Um, is this team that that we're seeing is Ron Hextall's team, um, yeah. know, this, this flyer group. Hey, one yeah, other he hockey note yeah. for me, too. Did you see late today where in New York with the Islanders, they uh, they have said they're going to start opening the venues in New York. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, on the 23rd, I believe it is, 10% of the crowd, which isn't much, uh, 1,500 and something, I believe. But, Chet, you have to get a test within 72 hours of going to the event um who's paying for that and if, <laughs> if you're a ticket if you're a season ticket holder or whatever you say well i'm going to go to a game every week you got to go get a test every week yeah i don't know i mean I, i'm just strategy. i'm just hoping that this is all over at some point this summer because I can't take it, and yeah, I'm not going to go get a test every week or two to go to a concert because I, I would be seeing more concerts than games. So I just hope it's over sometime soon. Ring the bell. Oh, I'm just ringing it once because, you know, I, I made my wife watch some of our uh, compilation of the random chats. She said, stop with the bell. It's annoying. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's uh... right. Well, let's do it. It's random chat time. You could have more. To, you could have another ring. Ring it again. There you go. <laughs> what do you have for us this week? Well, Bill, hopefully you're aware of this fact that uh, this weekend brings Valentine's Day. So Sunday is indeed Valentine's Day, and it got me thinking about another list. Last week it was great TV sitcom themes. This week with Valentine's Day fast approaching, it's favorite romantic comedies, movie rom-coms. So since Valentine's Day is the 14th. I decided to go with 14 of my very favorite rom-coms in no particular order. The oldest one on my list is the high, highest grossing movie released in 1967, The Graduate, starring a young Dustin Hoffman, plus the beautiful Catherine Ross and Anne Bancroft. Loved it. I chose one from the following decade, and I know it may not be politically correct these days to endorse a film by Woody Allen, but 1977's Annie Hall remains one of my all-time favorite movies very funny and i just loved it the late 1980s then brought us three great ones the classic moonstruck starring Cher, and i'll put a picture of that up there yeah moonstruck plus say anything starring john cusack and then rob reiner's very funny when harry met sally the 1990s gave us a slew of terrific rom-coms like 1980s or 1990s pretty woman i love that one Pretty Woman and 1999's Notting Hill. I'm losing my uh, my pictures here. Um, Julia Roberts starred in both of those. But in between, we got, well, the underrated film, The American President. That was one of my wife's favorites, and uh, it is still one of my favorites as well. Plus, The Wonderful Four Weddings and a Funeral, and a movie that Glenn Mack now says is the best ever rom-com. That would be Groundhog Day. So a couple of good ones right there. The picture thing's going crazy. John Cusack has a second great one on my list, 2000's High Fidelity, which also included an awesome soundtrack, and then three others from the early 2000s. And we'll finish up with these. 
we have the hilarious My Big Fat Greek Wedding, a movie that I mentioned previously as being one of my favorite Christmas films. That would be Love Actually, and a very funny movie starring Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, whose character has a strange case of amnesia, 50 First Dates. So there you go, Bill. 14 great romantic comedies. Your assignment, go watch them all before Sunday. Uh, I was going to say, I've probably seen two of those, maybe. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Who watches that stuff? <sighs> well, a lot of those in the 80s and 90s, you know, I was uh, a single man and dating before my first marriage in the mid-80s. And then my second marriage wasn't until mid-90s, 95. So, yeah, like the early 90s, I saw a lot of a lot of films with dates. I got you. Okay. I was... Uh... I was probably doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I All know. right. Let's give a shout out to our partners at the Edge of Philly Sports Network and their shows. You can check out the Broad Street Bully podcast, Drew, Jeff, and Doyle talking Flyers hockey. Birds IQ every Monday night, 7 p.m. Live with Kyle and Eric Quint talking all things Eagles. Then Edge of Philly Sports Live, Joe, Freddie, and Big Al Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it live on Facebook. They cover four for four and so much more Philly sports. Join Tom Kelly and the gang at Patterson Avenue Fanatics Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. They too talking all things Philly sports. You can check out all the shows at www.eopsports.com. Help us out by hitting those subscribe, follow, and like buttons. And as always, share with your family and friends. And don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter that comes out on Friday and Chet, you and I get a little bit of time in that. I got to be honest. I haven't been able to find find the last couple. So I don't know where Al is sending them, but I'm not seeing them in either of my uh, main accounts. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to spam and I'm not seeing them, but I got to talk to Al about that because I, I got to see it. what he's saying about I us. I get it every Friday. I searched for it over the weekend and I didn't see it, but I'll take care of that. All right. Sounds good. Well, hey, Chet, great guest tonight at David Dinninger. So who do we have coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? Well, Bill, joining us next week to perhaps talk about some more definitive news on the Carson Wentz front and other Eagles matters will be a guy we had on last September. It was his first visit with us at that time. He enjoyed it. We loved having him, and we'll look forward to a return visit from him. That's the Delaware County Times' Bob Groats. Plus, we have a second guest next week. Bill is our old pal who is with Edge of Philly Sports these days and uh, a frequent visitor to our show as well. And that would, of course, be our buddy, Freddie Burns. And I can't find Fred's picture, but I was going to put Fred's picture up. But we Happy know what Fred looks like. Fred. Fred is celebrating a birthday. I'm not going to tell you how old he is, but he's definitely younger than us, Bill. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good. Looking forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. Hey, Chet, um, Sixers still in first place by one and a half games after last night's game against the Kings. There's a Fred. 119, there you go, Fred. <laughs> a 119-111 win behind Joel Embiid's 25.17 rebounds, six assists. That might get him another game or two off. You know, you better stop picking on him. Let me tell you this. When the Sixers have their starting five that they had for the opening game of the season and last night, they are 14-0. and 14-0, Bill. So, yeah, the key is to keep the big guy healthy as David mentioned, uh, keep Simmons in the lineup, even if it's only, you know, scoring 10 or 12 or 14 points, keep him in the lineup with Simmons. And even, you know, Danny Green, who is only scoring nine or 10 points a game, when he's in the lineup, they seem to win. So Tobias Harris had another good game. I think he had 22 points last night. Doc Rivers is making a difference. The Sixers are up, I think, a game and a half in the East. Some people, the critics will say, well, they still haven't played anybody other than the Lakers because whenever they play one of the great teams, Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or somebody else is out of the lineup. Hey, you play who's in front of you. I mean, some of these other teams who beat the Sixers when Embiid wasn't there, they're not going to say, eh, we're not going to count it. Embiid wasn't in the lineup. You play every game to win. You win a lot of them, hopefully, and you count up the Ws at the end, and hopefully you're high in the standings. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to play the games. But, hey, Chet, that makes me think of something else I saw today, speaking of Sixers. I, I saw where uh, there's some discussion starting to take place about MVP, even though it's a little early in the season. Uh, and the two names that were thrown out there was LeBron James and Joel Embiid. 
Oh, yeah, there's a lot of talk for Embiid. I mean, look you at the numbers. You have to play all your games? No, you don't have to play all your games. It's a 72-game no. schedule. Embiid has missed five, okay? If he plays 53 out of 72 and the Sixers go 48 and five when he's in the lineup, he's pretty valuable. So what if LeBron plays 70 out of 72 because he comes to work pretty much every night? Uh, he's he's also not seven feet and 300 pounds. And it's it's tougher on the big guys to stay healthy. It really what, is. What's LeBron, a 5'8 point guard? Come <laughs> on, man. I'm not saying that. But uh, you, you just love to pick on Joel. Well, until he mans up and plays every night, he's going to hear He it. had he's 25 points and 17 rebounds last night. Well, when he's in the lineup, he plays hard. Let's he, see if he plays the next game. He hits the ground a lot. Uh, he's taking a beating. He's doing what he can. And if he's going to take a night off every three weeks, I'm okay with it. Well, a beating took place in Tampa on Sunday, Chet. The Super Bowl Tampa Bay dominated the Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I got all of the final three games right, and you got them all wrong. You are correct, sir. Don't bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I, boy, I had no shot in that one. I, I bet on the Chiefs minus three and a half. I also bet on both quarterbacks throwing for 300-plus yards. I lost a couple of dollars, not too much, thank goodness. Um, not a great game. Well, I, I'm going to tell you, it was not a great game, um, but as an old ball coach, Jet to watch a team and and get Tom Brady out of the conversation, but to watch a team manhandle another team at that level on both sides of the line of scrimmage, to me was fun to watch. I mean, it, it wasn't you know it wasn't a good game, uh, but just the fact that uh, one team was so much better than the other team up front, and that's where the game was won. And you know, a lot of people saying, well, the defense was the MVP, but yeah, they were. They were, but there wasn't probably one individual because they were all good. And, uh, of course, Brady being Brady and, and probably as much for the uh, um, what he brings to the building, as they kept saying, it, it makes him as valuable as anything else. But uh, to me, it was actually fun to watch because I like watching them big people. And, uh, man, Tampa was good. And Todd Bowles did a terrific job with that defense. Um, I know Kansas City was beaten down on the offensive line. I guess two or three of their starters were out, including the two tackles. So that made it tough. And boy, what a difference that makes, too, because look at Patrick Mahomes. He had the worst game of his young career, probably. He's running around like crazy. I don't know how he got out of some of the messes that he did. He got some passes off and his receivers dropped a couple of balls that they should have had, um, including one that would have been a touchdown. So I mean, Mahomes tried, but when you got a line that's just not doing its job because they're, you know, undermanned or backups or whatever, it makes it tough on the quarterback. And I bet you Carson Wentz is saying right now, see, see, look, it's not just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah abs absolutely. And, and you know, the thing about it is, is his player, he had a great scheme and his players played it well. Um, they rushed the quarterback. They didn't have to do a whole ton of blitzing because they were beating them with, with just their front four guys. Um, they did a great job on Tyreek Hill. They let Kelsey get his some of his yards, uh, but Kelsey wasn't going to win the game for him. So uh, great job by Bol uh, Todd Bowles. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody expected it to turn out quite the way it did, but good win. I'm looking at some of the comments on the movie stuff. People are saying they love Danny Hall. I love Moonstruck. Loved when Harry met Sally. Come on, Bill. You saw those three, right? And and Bob Sullivan said, I've seen one of those. <laughs> and I'm with him. I was <sighs> probably with them for the one. That was it. <laughs> you're uh, pathetic, Furman. Oh, you're kidding me. Look, I, hey, if you want to talk offensive line football, I can talk about that. Movies, ah, it's just <laughs> not my stuff. Uh, oh, speaking uh, of the Super Bowl, one other thing. You know who got another ring? Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy got a ring the last two years. Didn't play a snap in either Super Bowl. And yes. now he's retiring. Yes, he's retiring. And uh, you know what, Chad? I saw a list of stuff. And I'm actually, I meant to print it out because I was going to bring that up to you. Shady McCoy's got a Hall of Fame career. Uh, he's got two Super Bowls. He's got the, he's the Eagles all-time leading rusher. Yeah. Um, he's got a whole pile of awards. Pro a lot of yards, too. That. A lot of a lot yards. Of, a lot of yards. Uh, he, he's got a Hall of Fame career. It, kind of crazy. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, some people will hold it against him, maybe, that he wasn't a great guy all of the time and a horrible tipper, from what we understand. But <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. see. All right. Hey, Chet, the Phillies trucks left for Clearwater Monday. Spring training is on schedule. Pitchers and catchers one week from today. Major League Baseball says plan on 162 games, uh, but we still don't know if there's fans or not. And uh, it looks like a reduced spring training schedule is getting put together where they're going to play a lot more inter-squad games than they mm. are traveling. So, and they're, they're looking at trying to do uh, regional type games, which is kind of hard to do uh, down here. Uh, but you do have some East Coast teams and you do have some West Coast teams. And where I am here in Lakeland, uh, we're in the middle. Yeah. And then you got, uh, you know, the Phillies in Clearwater right next to where, I guess, Toronto plays in Dunedin, right? Right. And the Yankees so, are in Tampa. And, yeah, yeah, you know, not you far. down the coast, but you've got a whole pile of them over there in Jupiter and West Palm Beach. Uh, apparently, there's not going to be a whole lot of traveling, and they're going to minimize the overnight and all that, and uh, they're going to replace those games with inter-squad games. So, uh, again, how how's it going to be uh, – how, how's it going to work out with the fans? Uh, still up in the air. We will wait and see, but, uh, you know, it's about that time. The trucks went down there and – players are going to be reporting real real soon and before you know it they will be playing games with or without a lot of fans and uh Didi Gregorius is back they introduced him again today uh David Dombrowski and Joe Girardi and Sam Fold were on a little zoom call with reporters and uh they didn't say Odubel will not be back they said uh we're looking at some things and it sounded like that's a possibility so they still have to figure out who the center fielder is whether it's going to be hazley or odubel or whomever um but otherwise that lineup looks pretty set kingery will not be the starter i don't think either in center or at second base because they're going to go with segura and Didi and uh alec bohm of course at third hopefully hoskins is back totally healthy we'll see if that's the case but they have a pretty set lineup other than center field yeah and and you know uh, we've seen it in every sport. We're going to see it in baseball. There's going to be injuries, and, and you know, these guys are all going to get to play. Kingry will, will be getting plenty of ABs, I'm sure, as they go, and uh, it all comes down to the, do they have enough pitching. Always comes down to the pitching. They added uh, yet another pitcher in the last couple of days, uh, a guy who was pretty good with the Marlins, apparently. So uh, we'll see. You can never have too much pitching. I heard that somewhere, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, uh, Jet, it's a week from today. Pitchers and catchers, the, the sunshine is out. We're ready for them. And uh, uh, hopefully we have a good spring training. Yes. And we will have no DH in the NL this year. So uh, it's back to the way it was in 2018 and 19 and all the years before that. Let's move along, Bill. All right. Let's take another quick break and thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. Continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. They have 11 line rises, mystery boxes, and now a memorabilia shop. Check out their Facebook pages. Like them or follow them. It's PPCC118RASROOM and PPCC118RASROOM shop on Facebook. Do you have a parting shot tonight, Mr. Chesco? Well, Time you know, Bill, blown by on us. Uh, as you're probably aware, during the second half of the Bucks Super Bowl blowout win, a not quite naked streaker got on the field and made a mad dash of about 50 yards before being corralled. The television camera, of course, cut away from the goofball, but on radio, Westwood ones, Kevin Harlan had some fun with it. And if I can find it, here is Kevin Harlan's radio call. And down 20, 503 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a bra. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks the tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1. And they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. <laughs> Dear good God. Job. Good job, Kevin Harlan. Uh, and yeah, you know, uh, Jet, the, the 
sheriff that uh, made the tackle at the one. He's been getting a lot of local press down here. He's a high school quarterback from Plant City High School, uh, and uh, and he made the big tackle. So he's he's getting a lot of press down here. I'm sure he is. That was pretty wild. Uh, quick thing. Lenny Dykstra, 58 today. Goofball, but happy birthday, Lenny. Vince Papali turned 75. And Bill Birthday, or Bill Birthday, Bill Berge, 76 yesterday. Yep. And Fred. Good old Fred. Absolutely. And my son yesterday. Ah, happy birthday. Hey, I, I did, uh, uh, PJ made a comment, Chet, that I just had to throw up here. Hopefully Hoskins isn't pedestrian this year, right, Bill? <laughs> Thanks, PJ, for reminding me. Uh, I'm rooting for Hoskins to be uh, better than oh. pedestrian because he hasn't done one thing since I called him pedestrian. So uh, you haven't forgotten. Hopefully it's a new year, PJ, and uh, we're, we're going all in for Hoskins to have a big year. We're late. I'm hungry. Wrap it up, Bill. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thanks to tonight's special guest, David Didiger, our sponsors, Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Raz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester. For Jim Chachesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, February 17th at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook, listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, and on all the Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and others. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. Happy trails to you. Till we meet.